Welcome, Dragons, to episode 7 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This podcast is with Daniel Wallace of BeAGameCharacter.com, a guy who takes inspiration from video game characters and wants to achieve their physiques in real life and gives you the tools to do it as well. Really fun conversation. Really enjoyed talking to Dan. This is actually part of a companion piece. He interviewed me. Uh, and that interview will be in written form launching on his website, BeAGameCharacter.com, on April 18th, so two days before this actually drops. So if you're listening to this, it's already out there. Go take a read. Other than that, hope you enjoy the cast. Workout Nerd Out. In the basement, rolling dice. All right, hello again, Dragons. This is Kenny Rotter. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast, where we mix nerd and fitness culture to break down barriers. Today, I am very pleased to be joined by Daniel Wallace of BeAGameCharacter.com. What's going on, Dan? Hey, Kenny. How you doing, man? I'm living life, man. Working through, uh, getting... It's Monday morning, so recovering from the weekend, but all is well. How about yourself? I am doing great. Uh, same deal, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, you and I have actually spoken um, a few different times before. Um, I did an interview with you last week, which was awesome, and then we scheduled this. So I know a little bit about you, but why don't you tell everybody out there a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure thing. Um, well, as, as you already mentioned, my name is Dan Wallace. Um, I go by the online handle DeRatMaster when I am playing games of any kind, which is mostly what I do online. <laughs> <laughs> um, I run a website called BeAGameCharacter.com, which is a uh, fitness and personal improvement website, you know, specifically for gamers. And, you know, it's video gamers, tabletop gamers, whatever. We do character breakdowns of various video game characters and uh, generally just teach you how to live a more awesome life than the one you're already living um, that's awesome yeah it's pretty cool we've been doing it for like close to five years now um and uh it's been a slow but steady growth and we got a good community going now um in my spare time i work out a lot um i'm a martial artist i've been doing various martial arts since i was like three years old and uh i like being a dad and being an awesome husband and going out hiking a lot <laughs> excellent excellent how'd you come up with uh be a game character dot com uh, well it's funny because <laughs> it's actually I, I i owe most of it to the assassin's creed series um because the inspiration struck me while i was playing that game um actually uh the second one assassin's creed 2 the first of the uh the uh Ezio uh, okay. Chronicles, as it were, because uh, I was actually I was reading The Prince by Machiavelli at the same time that I was playing the Assassin's Creed series, and uh, and I believe it's in the second one that you actually meet Machiavelli in the game, and I was like, and I had just finished reading The Prince at that point after I beaten the first game, and I was moving on to the second one, and I was like, oh, I was like, th th that guy's in the game, and and a lot of the stuff that's in the game is actually applicable in real life, and like. This is actually really cool. I could totally do some sort of weird take on this on the internet. Like, legit, that was my mindset when I started. That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Uh, you took something that you were reading and then something from a video game, and you're like, oh, this can apply to real life. Mm -hmm. See, my favorite video games are like Super Mario Brothers, and I don't know how much jumping on people's heads is applicable in real life. <laughs> it's funny because he's like, you know, one of the most iconic video game characters ever, but I can't ever really cover him on the blog because there's nobody who aspires to be a fat Italian plumber, like at least not many people. And there's certainly no way to teach the skills of jumping as high as Mario, although I did do a video on that. Oh, that's awesome. That's excellent. I'll have to check that out. You'll have to give me the link for that so I can share it in the show notes. Sure. And I mean, I do aspire to shoot fireballs from my hands. <laughs> Don't we all, though? I mean, isn't that something everybody wants to be able to do at some point? <laughs> so so here's the question. 
would you want the ability to shoot fireballs out of your hands, but you'd have to essentially be Mario? Or you're not shooting fireballs out of your hands, but you could look like Ryu or Ken? Oh, God. Street Fighter 2. But they Street shoot Fighter fireballs out of their hands? <laughs> I know. But I had, oh. I had to find some sort of qualification for that. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I mean, if we're all being honest here... I think I'd probably pick Mario. I mean, granted, having a body like a Street Fighter would be awesome, but if I'm Mario, I get to eat pasta all the time and basically still stay the, stay the same sort of rotund size, and I can shoot fire from my hands and jump, you know, four times my own height. So. And you have a pet dinosaur. And I have a pet dinosaur, and I'm dating a princess. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, on the whole, I would say I think Mario's got the life, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Except for, you know, that giant dinosaur turtle thing trying to kill him all the time. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that's that's adventure. That's something interesting I get to do instead of plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, so, so now that we've digressed into one of my favorite heroes, Mario, tell us about one of yours. <laughs> um, all right, well, this is tough because I've, I've got a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of why I run the blog. I, my, my, my various inspirations kind of switch up on a semi-monthly basis. Um, but I would say that the video game character in particular that I identify the most with is a character named uh, Will from a game called Illusion of Gaia, which came out on Super Nintendo years and years and years ago. And I actually haven't covered him on the blog yet. Um, but Will is basically – he's he's this uh, – He's this, your basic, you know, normal guy existing in his normal life. And uh, I guess it's sort of a feudal era alternate version of our world, which is pretty cool. Okay. Um, but he turns out he's got psychic powers and stuff like that. And of course, he's got to go off and save the world and all that nonsense. And the cool thing about him is that as the game progresses, you gain the ability to turn into different legendary warriors through history. Which is awesome because he kind of changes his size and shape and skill set according to what he needs to get done, which is kind of what I do in real life as well. So I would say probably Will from Illusion of Gaia. And it was actually, trivia fact, it was actually released as Illusion of Time in Europe. Oh. Was there, <laughs> yeah. Do you know the reason for the change? Uh, I don't know. It was back when Square Enix was still doing weird localization stuff, so who the hell knows? <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, you started... BeGameCharacter.com to motivate people and help people become their best selves. So what's your current attitude towards fitness? I pick things up and put them down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, my current attitude towards fitness is actually kind of veering slightly away from that. My, My overall attitude for anyone ever that I always tell them is always do something. Like... I know a lot of people are big into lifting, and some people are big into running, and some people don't know where to start, but it's always do something. Like, lately I've been jamming really, really hard on the blog, which is funny because I joke with my readers that, you know, it's when I start working hard on certain things in the blog that I actually run out of time to practice anything that the blog preaches. I don't work out at all. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, right now I'm doing whatever I can whenever I can. Like, if I'm at work, like, I get in 30 minutes of, you know, brisk walking at my work. I move around a lot at work. It's a very physical job. So I make sure I get that concerted 30 minutes, if nothing else, that day. Or I set up a fence pole between two ladders and I do 100 pull-ups, which is something I did the other day. Or I I work at a fish farm, so I, I can do all kinds of weird stuff there. Like, I, I, I one day I couldn't do leg day at home, so I hooked up, you know, four water buckets onto a Versa bar and uh, zip tied them in place and was doing squats on top of a fish, fish tank at work. So it's really do whatever I can whenever I can just to make sure I stay active. No, that's, that's really cool. And it's a, that's very, it's very MacGyver of you <laughs> uh, figuring all that stuff out. But it's also just goes to show that no matter where you are, what you're doing, you can, find some sort of way to exercise yeah and even even if you don't have the water buckets or the ladders or anything like that Mm push-ups sit-ups uh body weight squats you know dude if everybody walked for 30 minutes every day our entire world would be so much healthier than it is right now that's all (laughs) just walking for half an hour and i think it's because people think walking is boring yeah 
I, and I, you know what? I'll agree with him there, too. Walking is boring if you're not walking, like, outside and seeing cool stuff, like going for a hike or something like that. Walking is definitely boring. Running and walking bore the crap out of me, but sometimes oh, yeah. it's all I'm able to do, you know? Well, and I, I too, I hate cardio. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's it's for precisely those reasons. Like, I can't hike right now, and I can't run right now, mm. uh, so I, I have to ellipt. <laughs> and I don't think I've heard that verb before. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I have to go ellipt and <laughs> A it gets really boring, but I motivate myself to do it because I tell myself I can only play Plants vs. Zombies 2 on my phone if I'm doing cardio. There you go. There's and, a motivator. Oh, and it turns an hour of like an hour of cardio goes by so quick. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Be- because A, Plants vs. Zombies is, like, crack. Uh-huh. And it doesn't have any of those... Uh, it does have microtransactions, but it doesn't have any where you have to pay to keep playing. Nice. Like, I don't have to invite my friends on Facebook so I can get an extra heart so I can keep playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, there you go. <laughs> That's really good. That's awesome. I mean, honestly, like that, that's, that's great motivation. That's something I, I, I talk about that with people too, is just the idea of you need to, you got to find something that gets you moving. That's it. So, if, you know, elliptical, well, plants for zombies, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. Well, what gets you moving? What gets you up in the morning? Uh, I'm going to go a little out there and I promise I'm not trying to sound like a, you know, superhero or something like that, but it's, it's the idea of, I have always lived by the mantra that I want to affect real, lasting, positive change in the world in my time here. So legitimately, every morning, I mean, what I do is I wake up. The first thing I do is I, I've got to, you know, I go and I get my coffee. I weigh myself, and then I sit down back in my bed again, and I just journal. I write my journal for 20 minutes, half an hour, something like that, about my thoughts, plans for the future, progress on things I'm working on, and it, it's always centered around the idea of how can I grow and expand what I'm already doing. And I mean, really reaching out to and helping people is what gets me up and out of the bed every single day. That's awesome. That's excellent. And that covers what's your favorite, you know, what's your favorite mantra or motto it's to affect <laughs> real, lasting change. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and the um the the actual the 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 full motto, and I know we talked about this during when I interviewed you as well. But the full motto that I live by is actually "Live boldly, change the world, and continue to be awesome," which is something. If anybody from my blog is listening to this, they're totally familiar with me saying that way too many times because I do. It's my sign off for every video, every interview, every blog post. But that's totally what I live by. Give it to us one more time. Live boldly, change the world, and continue to be awesome. For anyone who's listened to the previous six episodes of this, one of one of the criticisms that I got is I say awesome too much or excellent. <laughs> so just so everyone knows, I am trying to work on that. <laughs> so yes, continue to be awesome. See, that's it's probably something I should work on too. <laughs> Man, it's a good word. It is. It totally is. Is there? Do you have a particular area of fitness where you want? that you're really, really strong, and then is there another area where you'd like to improve? Particular, strength-wise, it would be strength. I have always had a natural predilection towards, you know, just being really strong. I mean, I, I for, a, for a while, I was actually training for American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. So I dropped some weight, and I started doing a whole lot more bodyweight exercises than I used to do, and I got really good at, you know, body management, but I lost a lot of my raw strength. Like, prior to... American Ninja Warrior, I was the single strongest dude that I knew. I mean, I, I deadlifted the back end of a car that got stuck in the snow once. So, like, that's always been – my strength has been strength. But I'm kind of getting that back again, getting back into weight training and stuff. So I would say just being strong in general is Excellent. my strength. There you go. <laughs> being strong is a good strength to have, especially if that's one of your goals, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever submit a video to Ninja Warrior? Twice. Yeah. <laughs> Never got picked. Ah. <laughs> oh. I've, everyone has always told me I should do it, but I've just never put together the video. Yeah. And it's just, it's, I feel like when I watch those videos, like, the guys are always doing parkour or flips or whatever, and I'm like, 
I can't show you a video of how I'm not going to fail. Like, yeah. I can't show you a video of my determination. I can't show yeah. you a video of, you know, things like that. So I've had some people record me on Tough Mudder courses. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that works. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's it's when you edit all of that together, it doesn't really have a cohesive flow because a you're out there for three or four hours at a time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, and the other thing is, I think it's definitely gotten harder to get on the show now that it's gotten a lot more popular. Oh yeah. Like the stuff that people send in, like is absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I think it used to be, I mean, cause I didn't start trying to get on until season six. What are they on now? Eight, eight is the I season so, coming yeah. up. So season six and seven were the ones that I tried to get on. And, like, once I saw – so season six, I recorded my video, and then I didn't get callbacks, and then the show happened, and they were showing some of the other audition videos, and I was like, wow, all right, I obviously have to step my game up. So season seven, I stepped my game up to what I saw in the previous audition videos, and then I saw the audition videos for season seven, and I was like, oh, my God, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's – and to be honest, I don't even want to be on the show. I would just, like, you know – can I get five minutes to do the course? Well, you know, you should look into um, the basically all the guys, all the veterans in the show have mostly started their own ninja gyms at this point. Yeah. Like all around the country. And they are actually um, they last year was the first year they did it, but they've started kind of a sports league for it. Like I, I think they call it the National Ninja League or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Um, but basically for that, it's just you go, you pay your $40 and you compete. And that's it. Like, there's no audition involved. There's no, you know, anything. And I thought about doing that because basically it's it's it has nothing to do with how marketable you are on TV. And it's got everything to do with just paying your entry fee and trying the course. Oh, that's cool. So you might want to look into that. I, into I might that. look into that soon myself as well. I didn't have the time to really consider it this year, but possibly next year. Excellent. And uh, I will do some Googling later today or later this week before this goes up, and I'll definitely try to find some links for any other ninja dragons out there that want to do it. There you go. Uh, word of advice, definitely try a salmon ladder before you compete. Uh, <laughs> they're way, way, way harder than you think they would be if you don't have the technique down. <laughs> okay. Okay, good to know. I, I might be hitting you up for the technique. <laughs> have you ever done one? There's actually, if you go to the Be a Game Character YouTube channel, there's a video of me and my friend Steve trying out the one that I built in my backyard for the first time, and I think I named the video Flopping Like Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we, the closest we got in that video was halfway up on one side. That was what I got, but most of the time we just fell down. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. I will, I'm definitely going to include a link to that one, too. Awesome. That's funny. I'm going to enjoy looking at that. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Was there a time in your life where you ever experienced a failure? And if so, what did it teach you? Oh, God. So many. <laughs> um, well, I, I would say, first of all, I, can, can I mention two? Can I do two? Yeah, yeah, do two. Okay. So one is personal, like really personal, but I, I, it's, it's a story I try and share because I think a lot of people need to hear it. And another one is more business related. Um, so the personal failure is the one that happened first. And uh, that one is actually I was in an abusive relationship for four years of my life, which is something that a lot of guys are uncomfortable talking about. Because normally when you hear about abusive relationships, you know, it's stereotypically it's the guy that, you know, hits his wife or the guy that, you know, whatever. It's, it's usually the guy that's the bad guy. And a lot of people don't realize that men can be in abusive relationships too. Now I was never in a physically abusive relationship. So I luckily did not have to endure that. My, my girlfriend at the time did not hit me or anything like that, but I was, she was emotionally and verbally abusive to me and I didn't even realize it. And it's not a failure on my part, so it doesn't really fit the story in that respect because being in an abusive relationship is not the fault of the abused in any way. But it's it was a it was something that I didn't even realize was happening as it was happening. So it was my failure to recognize it 
And that's very often something you find in abusive relationships is the person that is being abused does not realize that they're in abuse, an abusive relationship. And it takes somebody in their social circle or usually multiple somebodies just kind of either gently or starkly pointing it out to them like, hey, yo, this is not how things are supposed to work. And so even though it was my personal failure to be in that relationship, it was my – failure in recognizing that I was in an abusive relationship that kind of derailed my entire life for a good solid three or four years. Like the start of the relationship wasn't bad. It was only after we started uh, spending a lot of time together and then later on moving in together and stuff that it started to happen. So that would be failure number one. And the failure to recognize that you're in an abusive relationship is not something that anyone should ever feel bad about. And that's part of the reason why I share the story because first of all, I wanted to point out that it is possible for guys to be in abusive relationships. And second, I wanted to, you know, say to anyone that might be listening that has ever been in that situation or might be in that situation that, you know, it's not your fault and it's not your personal failings. The only thing that you need to do is recognize that you're in that situation and then figure out a plan to get out of it. So that's a little heavy. I realize that's failure number one, and I'm sorry if I took it to a dark place right off the bat there, but I think it's something important that a lot of people need to hear. No, not at all, and I absolutely agree with you. I do think that is extremely important, and a lot of people do need to hear it because abuse comes in all you know, shapes and forms and sizes. So, yeah, so that's not really – I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't think it fits the bill for failure that well. I think – if we're going to go to a true what I perceive as a failure-ish on my part would be the first time I tried to run the Be a Game Character blog as like a full-time business. Um, I, <laughs> so I was writing a book, uh, How to Be a Game Character was the name of the book. It was an e-book, not a physical book. Um, and I hated my job and my wife had just gotten a job. She's a teacher. She finally got a full-time teaching job in a high school. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to quit my job and work on being a game character full time because you've got a job now and we can afford to do that for a little while. And she was like, um, I'm not so sure that's a good idea. And I was like, no, 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 seriously, it'll be fine. So I pre I pre-sold the book. I got like 10 pre-sales on it and I quit my job and it took me four and a half months longer than I expected it would to write the book. Yeah. So <laughs> failure number Ooh. one. Mini failure number one. So I finally finished the book, got it out there, got it to the people that pre-ordered it, and probably sold maybe another, I want to say, 20 copies over the next eight months. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a good business model. Um and so failure number two of many failure number two of the giant failure was not really knowing how to run a business before I started trying to run a business, which, of course, is always the case. But when you're, you know, when you've got a mortgage hanging over your head, that's a different thing entirely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then many failure number three contributing to all this was not realizing when to call it quits. So what happened was I started getting stressed. I started getting burnt out. I continued pushing really hard on it. And ended up really getting burnt out, disliking the blog, which is a problem because I was only, I should only be doing it unless I'm passionate about it. Um, and then on top of all that, my wife then did not get rehired for the next year, which if you, I don't know if you're familiar with teaching jobs and how they work, but at least here in New Jersey, you have to get rehired every year until you are on tenure. Oh, God, that's, that's so stressful. Yeah, that so that's so horrible. It was pretty rough. There was there. There's a video up on the blog where I say goodbye, basically, to the blog, and it's super depressing. And I would not advise anybody to watch it unless you really want to see me at what was my lowest point at the time. But it was basically a summer of I put up applications for 75 different jobs. I got four interviews and nothing panned out across from May through like September. Oh. So that was a really rough point. It was really just a whole bunch of personal choices that I made on my own part that were not very good choices, and I did not plan them out well, and I was acting on my own emotions rather than an actual reason to look at where I was at. So that, I would say, probably my biggest failure, but out of that, you know, I gained a lot of personal strength and perspective. 
So there oh, you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you very much for sharing. And I think that's, that's very uh, important. So what, what did you take away from those things? Is there anything like you've implemented to not make those same decisions again? Well, I am happy to say that since then, I have completely turned everything 100% around, like full 180. Um, I currently – it's crazy to – I guess it sounds kind of crazy to say it, but I currently feel like I am living my life and my brain is operating on a level that is above and beyond anything I've been at before, like way above and beyond. One of the things that – one of the big changes that I made was um, at the time, over the summer, desperate for money, I started a um, – uh, just a general lawn care and landscaping job with my brother. We were mostly just mowing lawns, raking leaves, doing little menial tasks around the house. Um, it's called Strong Dudes with Great Attitudes was the name <laughs> of the business. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a yeah. great name. <laughs> Strong Dudes, Great Tudes. How can I help you? That's how I used to pick up the phone. Um, and we, of course, we never really we, – it was a summer job kind of a thing. We didn't put enough money in it to grow into a business. We didn't want to do landscaping full-time ever, but it was just a little side thing. We could have probably turned it into a full-time business. The market was there, and you know it, it, the demand was there. We were getting calls a lot, but we just really – we were just really looking to pick up some money in the meantime. I wanted a real full-time job. I didn't want to do landscaping as my actual job, and my brother was going back to his regular seasonal job come fall. But while we were doing that, what I started doing is I started getting lots of books on tape, lots and lots of you know uh, uh, audio books that I would put on my phone and I would put my headphones in and I would just zone out and listen to books while I was mowing lawns and raking leaves and stuff like that. And I realized that I had not spent any time developing my own personal skills and abilities since like – college, at least as far as, you know, actual marketable skills and abilities, and that I had effectively stopped learning, which is crazy because I had spent most of my life learning tons of cool stuff. And that kind of turned things around 100% for me. And I listened to a couple of self-help books, which I hate to call them self-help books because it gives them a negative connotation. But um, I listened to a book by Brian Tracy on learning. I listened to uh, 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 just a couple of classics, um, The Slight Edge by the author whose name I can't remember, which was a game changer. Um, and it really kind of turned my mind around on the fact that, you know, we're living in the information age. I have to be acquiring new information all the time, every single day, every week, every month. And I kind of committed myself to that and taking that first step started so many other little mini steps that it really overhauled my life. That's excellent. That's really cool. And it sounds like, I mean, obviously you're back on BAGC. Mm -hmm. You're back blogging and posting, and you guys just had a webinar that people can catch the recap of on YouTube. Yep. Yep. It's up there, and I can give you a link for that as well. Um, I just relaunched the ebook as well. The, the, the first one that I, I wrote for the blog that caused the whole, you know, downfall in the first place, which was originally called How to Be a Game Character. Um, I now relaunched it as RPG Fitness, which I think trips off the tongue a lot better. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, and it's at, basically the book that I'm selling now, the ebook that I'm selling now, is what I wanted it to be when I first wrote it. And it took a year of learning and editing, and I got my, my friend Alex, who's been a reader of the blog for forever. We actually met through the blog. He uh, He's a graphics guy, and he redesigned the book from the ground up as far as visually with the formatting and stuff, and it looks amazing now. Um, but So we got that going. We got the webinar going. Um, I just launched RPG Fit Group, which is an online like, membership uh, fitness group where I do coaching, and people can kind of help each other out and whatnot. So it's, it's cool. We're definitely on the up. Excellent, excellent. And again, everyone, you can catch all those information – all that information in the show notes. And so it sounds like be a game character, you're back doing it. It's 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 really moving forward from where from where when we first started talking, you and I, last year. Mm-hmm. It sounds like we've both come leaps and bounds from where we once were. Mm-hmm. Which actually, uh if if I can take a moment, reminds me of a story. Sure. Um, where me and a friend were having 
I don't remember the exact dates, but we were having just, we were coworkers and we were in each other's office and we were just constantly complaining about what was going on in our lives. I was going through some, some really nasty stuff and she was going through a lot of nasty financial stuff. And then fast forward a year and she was no longer with the company that we were working for. Uh, I was getting ready to move to Los Angeles and we, we, we met for happy hour. We met for happy hour and we just started talking about where we were at that moment. Mm -hmm. And we both kind of came to the same realization that it's amazing the difference a year makes. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing how far you can go in a year if you just let it happen. And by let Absolutely. it happen, I mean embrace the changes, work with them, do your best, not just sit on the couch waiting for it to happen. This there you go. what I meant by let it happen. All right. Absolutely. I, I can't agree with that more. And, uh, and actually, I'm, I'm looking up. I'm, I'm actually Googling as we speak. Um, <clears throat> the Slight Edge, which is one of the books that I mentioned by Jeff Olson. I would, I, that's, that's the author name that I couldn't remember. Um, definitely is worth a read for that sort of mindset because it's basically the cool thing I liked about that book was that the mindset of you're always going either up or down. You're never staying in one spot. You're always moving up or down and it's your little itty bitty decisions every single day that drive which direction you're heading in. And most people make a mixture of up decisions and down decisions. And so they kind of seem like they're staying in one place, but they're just kind of correcting that curve over and over again. So if you spend a year working on the right decisions and building the right habits, it massively changes your life, even though you don't see it at the time, because they're just little tiny itty-bitty changes, little tiny itty-bitty decisions you're making to better things. Let's move into the realm of nerdiness, because... My favorite realm. <laughs> the best realm! <laughs> what are a few of your favorite areas of nerdiness? All right, well, I'm going to have to say video games from the outset because obviously, you know, be a game character, all that stuff. Um, from the outset, I would say video games is probably my primary area of nerdiness. And then secondary would definitely be comic books. Yeah, are you reading anything cool right now? Um, I am really enjoying The Invincible Iron Man. Um, is it the, yeah, it's The Invincible now. Um that's that's Iron Man's new run after Marvel's big Secret Wars event. Um, I've really enjoyed where they're taking Iron Man, the character. First of all, leading into Secret Wars, Superior Iron Man, I think, was probably the best telling of Iron Man that I've seen. Because what happens in that is, spoilers, I mean, that's been out for, I think that series was like three years ago now. But um, basically, all of the Avengers get their minds split. They kind of become evil versions of themselves. And everybody else manages to flip their minds back, but evil Tony Stark is so smart that he thinks his way out of it. And he becomes kind of almost a supervillain in Superior Iron Man, but just really super Machiavellian. And even though I don't like the character he becomes, I like the treatment of Tony Stark that they give him that. And then the whole Secret Wars event happens, which kind of resets the universe. Now they're in the Invincible Iron Man, which is really cool because... Tony is still super smart in the Invincible Iron Man, but he's not, like, the smartest person in the room necessarily anymore. Like, he's dating a woman who is way smarter than he is, and that's really refreshing. And he's his company is in trouble, like, Stark Industries is on the downturn, and he's, like, selling old suits to kind of keep the company going. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's cool. It, and present, it presents him as... What was he goes from basically what was like almost a godlike character in Superior Iron Man to a superhuman, not superhuman, but a very human character in Invincible Iron Man, which is he becomes much more relatable and it's just really cool things with his personality that the writers get to play with. So I'm really enjoying that current comic run. Oh, very, very cool. I'll have to check that out. Superior Iron Man and Invincible Iron Man. Yep. Well, it's it's actually kind of interesting. The invincible one is where he's they uh, they exemplify his humanness. Uh huh. 
Yeah, yeah it's it, it it does. I mean, irony. It, it is kind of contradictory, and it's cool though because I mean, like, because he he doesn't just auto win fights. You know, he gets in a fight with a whole bunch of these like technologically enhanced ninjas or whatever, and like he doesn't straight up lose, but he definitely isn't like winning ridiculously either. And then Doctor Doom has gotten a facelift, and he's in the comic as well. And he just so obviously outclasses Tony Stark because he's just as smart as he is, but he's got the whole magic thing going too and stuff. And they're doing really interesting things with his character too. So on the whole, I really like the direction Marvel is taking post-Secret Wars. Excellent. And I, I, to be honest, I have not read Secret Wars. I, I really didn't have in interest because I just thought it was kind of like now they're gearing up for another Civil War. Yeah. And I was just like, I read that story ten years ago, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it, it, it struck me as odd because we went thirty or forty years without these huge crossover tropes like mm-hmm. Civil War, or Secret Wars, mm-hmm. um, since the Golden Age and the Silver Age, and now it just seems like. They can't think of any new storylines, so they're just going to redo Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know how they're going to do that. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, Secret Wars, honestly, the Secret Wars series itself, of course, it's massive. Any of their massive events is difficult to get into. If you don't read it, it's not the end of the world. It's it's a good big event. It's one of their be- better giant events, I would say, in my opinion. But the cool thing that it did is it just gave them a chance to just kind of reboot everything because everything got super convoluted after Civil War and it just got crazier and crazier as it went on. So Secret Wars happened and it really simplifies everything down a bit. They consolidate most of their different universes into one um, because, you know, they had all the alternate universe nonsense going on. It's kind of like – it's kind of like what DC did with Infinite War on Infinite Worlds. It's it's kind of the same concept of condensing down and getting back to the roots of the characters. And there was a lot of crap that went down about you know the the new the new versions of different heroes. Like right now, the Hulk is not Bruce Banner. Um, he's actually he's he's a totally different person. Uh, Thor is now female, which pissed a lot of people off. Which I thought um, was but, ridiculous. <laughs> but the i mean and if you and read the real quick it's by, actually oh hmm? i'm sorry by ridiculous i meant it was ridiculous that people were upset not it's ridiculous <laughs> that thor is a woman just so everyone yeah. was clear out there all right i apologize <laughs> for interrupting continue no it's fine no that's a good clarification to make because there were a lot of people that were tweaked about it and that that run is really cool too because it's um uh what's her name what's the name whatever the, the woman that is thor Whose name I can't forget, can't remember right now. Um, it's interesting because when she's Thor, she's obviously Thor, which is a total badass. But in her alter ego form, she's actually battling cancer and undergoing like chemotherapy and stuff. Oh so wow! So she goes from like one complete opposite to the other complete opposite, like you know, indestructible god to like incredibly frail person that is undergoing a lot of you know physical challenges. So that's a really cool storyline too. That's. Yeah, see, I, I just gotta pick up more comics. Right now I'm really into image. A lot of image stuff. Image stuff is great too. And, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of the saga, which is really good. Mm. Um, I just started to reread Lucifer. Ooh. Um, although Lucifer is Dark Horse. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's that's, Dark Horse. that's a Dark Horse, but that, that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> and then I've gotta catch up on The Walking Dead. <laughs> I'm about 50 or 60 issues behind on The Walking Dead. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't even bother. I, I just... I oh, God. Just... <laughs> the comic is so good. The comic is, is so good. I've heard that. You know, I'm to be honest, I'm gonna, I am gonna. might have to trade in my nerd cred on this one, but I don't even keep up, keep up with the show that much. Like, That's, I, I am... I haven't even watched this half of the season. I, there's just been other stuff that has taken priority. I mean, I have all eight episodes, so at some point I might just binge mm. all of them. But, like, I want to say it's no longer unpredictable. Like, yeah. the, the show's fairly predictable for me now. Yeah, I hear that. That makes sense. Yeah. So, what are some of the games that you're into right now? Uh, games that I'm into right now, well, I do have a Let's Play channel, which, of course, I have to plug while I'm here. Um... And you can see some of the stuff I'm playing over there. But um, right now, I, I'm playing 
playing a lot of games actually. I play. I've got Heroes of the Storm, which I've been getting back into lately, um, which is a MOBA like League of Legends, but it's done by the Blizzard guys, so it's all Blizzard characters. Um, so I'm playing that a lot. I've got. I'm still playing through Fallout 4, which I haven't played for a week or two, but I'm getting back into soon. And uh, I'm also playing this game called Duelist, which is super cool. It's a um, trading card slash tactics game. It's an online competitive game. And basically you have a deck like Magic the Gathering where your heroes and your spells and stuff reside, but you play them all on a tactical board like Final Fantasy Tactics, which is very cool. There's a lot of cool stuff that you can do with that that you can't do with just a straight trading card game. And they just recently put out a big patch that really shifted the game meta, which makes it even more interesting. So those are really kind of the big three right now. I'd say Fallout 4 and then uh, Heroes of the Storm and Duelist. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Going back to our earlier conversation, I'm still trying to find time to go back and replay Super Mario 64. <laughs> I started that with my son, who's seven, and he loves it. He loves the game, and he loves Mario. He's a huge Mario guy. So. It's a great game. It's phenomenal. It is. It's so cool. And we actually have been putting more time into Mario Maker lately because, you know, that's that's what all the cool kids are doing these days. Oh, yeah. But uh, but we, we do bring out the N64 and hook it up again sometimes and continue our playthrough and getting all those stars. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. Mm. Uh my one thing is I, speaking of Mario, I also need to go back and start playing Super Mario Galaxy 2 again, because I finished, I I stopped playing with one star left. Oh my god. Yeah, I have one star left to go. Oh, that would keep me awake at night. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like, it's like the hardest star in the game, it's on one of the most difficult levels, and it's a challenge star, so you have to go through this entire level without getting hit once. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, part of me is just like, I don't even, I'm, I don't even wanna. <laughs> like, I don't even wanna. <laughs> so, maybe I'll get the motivation to boot that up at some point. Mm. Now, what's one thing you're into that others might find surprising? Um, hmm. <sighs> All right. So, uh, I would say, <laughs> do you know the musician Jewel? Are you familiar with her at all? I am very familiar with the musician Jewel. Okay, I love Jewel. Okay. I love Jewel. Jewel is like, she, I love her music. I have all of her albums. Um, <laughs> so- I've got... Two of them on my phone at any given point in time, and I listen to her a lot. <laughs> that's, first of all, that's awesome. And I I have a few Jewel albums. I have the first one, Pieces of Me, mm-hmm. which for anyone who doesn't know, and I don't know how you people don't know this, um, it's got Who Will Save Your Soul, You Were Meant For Me, like all of her big hits back when she was first, when she first came out. Yeah. So then, Fantastic album. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really care for much of any of her other albums, except for her latest album that came out late last year. That's uh, Picking Up the Pieces, right? Picking Up the Pieces, which was a throwback to the style of music she did with Pieces of Me. Mm-hmm. So, A, I appreciate her using that little play on words to tell her fans, hey, this is going to be back to what I did in my debut album. Mm-hmm. All right. So, now that we've effectively nerded out about Jewel, <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Or, if you could be a, any superhero in an ultimate superhero battle royale, who would you be? Okay. All right. Well, if I could have any superpower, if I had to pick just one, um, all right. So this is, this goes two ways. Do, do we count superhuman intellect? Like as like a, a la Tony Stark, Doctor Doom, you know, blah, 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 kind of a thing. Is that a superpower or is that just being really smart? Uh, I th- if, if it's beyond your current natural ability, we'll call it a superpower. All right. Well, okay. If we're, if we're going to call it a superpower, if I could build the things that, various super smart 
comic book characters build that, you know, break the laws of physics and whatnot, I would pick that just because I could build anything to give myself basically any power that I wanted. Um, But since that's kind of a cop-out answer, I would say flying. I would pick flight over any other superpower any day of the week. It's It's a good power. Yeah, and if I could pick any superhero to be, I mean, is it cheating if I say Superman Prime? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's kind of cheating because he's kind of just like God. Um, (laughs) I would say probably actually, uh, I would say Silver Surfer. Okay. Not that I'm a huge fan of the character, but if I'm going to be in a battle royale between like everything and everyone in every superhero universe, I think Silver Surfer has a pretty good chance of at least surviving the battle, if not coming out on top. But his abilities and his skills and whatnot, I would say he's got the one of the best chances of making it through the battle and being on the you know victorious side of things. Yeah, for sure. I can see that. I can see that with the Surfer. Although one I. I asked a buddy that same question, and he's like, Dr. Manhattan. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I was well, like, it... <laughs> again, that's Superman Prime, That's it just goes to the whole, essentially, you're choosing to be a god. Yeah, yeah, and Dr. Manhattan's basically like a juiced-up version of Silver Surfer, almost, so. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Although, I really hope people don't equate your choice with the movie Silver Surfer, because... Oh, god, no, no, no. bad. Because bad. So bad. And if you didn't think it could get worse, go watch the new Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, I have not seen any Fantastic Four movie. Mm, you're not missing much. <laughs> I know. This This is... I also, to be honest, I haven't seen Batman vs. Superman yet, but it's on the oh, list. I just saw that this weekend. <laughs> you like it? I liked some of it. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm getting from people. I didn't hate it. Um, without spoilers, I would say, first of all, Ben Affleck as Batman is awesome. I know a lot of people were un, you know, non-believers at first. I was a believer from the start, just like I was with Heath Ledger for the Joker. But I would say um, Ben Affleck as both Bruce Wayne and Batman, I think he's the only one that nails both characters. Like you've always got one – you've always got an actor that's better at one or better at the other. I feel like Batfleck nails both. Excellent. That's awesome. That's actually a really good – personally, I think that's a really good compliment for, for Batfleck. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people underestimate Ben Affleck, but he's an astoundingly good actor and writer and director. Like you got to realize he was – he's been in Academy Awards for basically all three of those categories for the yeah. most part. And. I, I think he's an alright actor. I do think he's a better director yeah. than he is actor. I, yeah. I would I would much rather see him behind the camera than in front. Yeah, that's true. He he he's got he's got the Tom Cruise Will Smith syndrome where his acting skills are good, but he's definitely just Ben Affleck in almost everything he does. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like Tom Cruise is always Tom Cruise. No matter what he's in, Will Smith is always Will Smith. No matter what he's in, like they—they they, just—they—they can't not be themselves. But I will say that he did a very good job of making me believe that he was Bruce Wayne and Batman in the movie. So, excellent. That's that's good to hear. All right, let's move. Let's let's continue the trend of current events. And what did you do to work out, nerd out this week? One thing you did, nerd wise, health, fitness wise. And one thing you did nerd-wise. All right. Well, okay. So so nerd out, I would definitely say Batman vs. Superman this past weekend. I uh, went and saw that. So that, that would be my nerd out moment for sure because I definitely did nerd out about that pretty hard. And my <laughs> wife and I discussed the movie for a good hour after we had left the theater. So <laughs> Excellent. Um, so that's, that's, that's my nerd out. And my workout actually, I would say, um, is my continuing – uh, nutrition goals, success. I'm on a cut right now. I was bulking all winter. When I got back into my lifting regimen, I'm like, I'm going to get big and I'm going to get strong and I'm just going to eat as much food as I can. So between now and June-ish, I'm looking to shed another like 35 pounds or so probably because um, I really want to cut down lower than I've been in a long, long, long time. And uh, so I've been super regimented about my diet and I'm currently down – 
eight pounds from where I started back at the, uh, I would say beginning of February ish. So happy about that. It's going well. I'm retaining muscle mass and still cutting the fat and I'm definitely starting to see it shaping up my body. I'm good. So I would say it's, it's less of a workout and more of a food win. <laughs> Excellent. That's awesome. That's such a, that's such a great goal. I know I've been on a similar, uh, similar cut. I want to say I'm more on doing a simultaneous cut and gain, um, mm-hmm. mostly because I had still not recovered enough from a vacation me and uh, my wife Veronica took, mm. and so I gained a shit ton of weight that was not good weight, <laughs> uh, and so I just started getting serious about it uh, the last couple months. Nice. And so definitely starting to like the way I look um, a little bit more. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have a positive reaction in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's, it's, don't get me wrong, I, I loved the way I looked before, even though it wasn't my peak, it wasn't my best. I wrote a blog post about it, it was called, I'm in the worst shape of my life and I love it. <laughs> but in, it is because I made a conscious choice to essentially just be a glutton be a lazy glutton and I ate whatever I wanted. I didn't I didn't care about calories, didn't care about health, didn't care about sugar or additives or anything, and I didn't work out for essentially a month. Mm. And when I was done, obviously I didn't look the way I looked when I went to Hawaii six months earlier, um, yeah, I had probably gained about forty pounds of of fat. Mm. But when I when I saw myself, I still loved what I saw because I was like, I made the decision to do this. There you go. It's and, a conscious decision, man. Yeah. And it was like, I could have limited what I ate. I could have worked out while I was on vacation, but it was the decision I made to not worry about it. So then when I came back from vacation, I said, okay, now I'm just going to take my fitness up a notch, get back into healthy eating habits, and make the conscious decision to enjoy that. And so that that was kind of my similar story to yours. There you go. Basically, you did the Super Mario thing we were talking about earlier. I did. I did. <laughs> Except I couldn't throw the fireballs. Ah. Uh, Which I totally, on, I totally thought that's what you were gonna say for superpower. You're gonna be like, <laughs> I want to throw fireballs <laughs> and be I mean, a really be good, good plumber. That would be good too. Not, not quite as useful, but that would definitely be good too. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. Okay. So my workout nerd out is, um, I took two rest days, Friday and Saturday, and I hit the gym really hard yesterday yesterday was a sunday this is going to go up on a wednesday so just so everyone knows we're recording it on a monday (laughs) um so i was in the gym for probably two and a half three hours wow nice including my warm-up and cool down so it was just it felt really good i worked out three four body parts like arms shoulders abs and cardio Nice. So it was just, and and it was just, I felt so energized, even though I had just like put my body through hell. Nice. And That's then, an awesome feeling. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> and then my nerd out, which I did half last night, and I'm gonna finish the second half tonight, was WrestleMania 32 was last night, and it was <laughs> so freaking cool. <laughs> And, like, I was watching with a guy who had never watched wrestling before. He was, him and his girlfriend were here helping my wife with some stuff. And so, he happened to come over right during a no-holds-barred street fight between Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose. And so, (laughs) he's like, why is he hitting him with a chair? What is happening? (laughs) Uh, oh, your first chair fight. You'll always remember your first chair fight. I know. Um, <laughs> so I'm super excited to finish WrestleMania 32 tonight. 
um, get to the heavyweight title match. And also, I'm super excited. They finally renamed the the women's division. Up until last night, it was always the Divas Championship. Yep. They finally renamed it the Women's Championship. There you go. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> like... Welcome to the 21st century. Yeah, it like, only took you 16 years. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, about time. About time, guys. <laughs> so I was really happy about that. Now, is there anything else you have going on with Be A Game Character? We've kind of been talking about it all throughout this conversation. Any stuff you got going on? Anything you want to promote uh, other than the, the new awesome book? Yeah. I mean, there's that's really... I'm on, I'm on the come down from that. I, last week was big launch week, so I'm kind of I'm kind of chilling out after last week because we had RPG Fitness, the new RPG Fitness, come out on Monday, and then RPG Fit Group launched with the webinar on Friday. So right now I'm just kind of pushing those. Um, that's my that's my big thing right now that I'm working on. I do have a farther future goal um, that I, I guess it, it, right now it's just codenamed Project God Mode. <laughs> It will probably change names before we get to that point because I'm pretty sure there's already a bunch of other stuff out there. But basically it's the condensing of everything that I learned during my whole life turnaround since last August. Yeah. Um, so that's coming out sometime down the future. But right now we're just kind of jamming on RPG Fitness and RPG Fit Group and Project God Mode's probably going to be a later this year kind of thing. And I don't know what form it's going to take yet, whether it's going to be a book or an online course or group thing or whatnot. I'm not sure yet. <clears throat> okay well anything we can do to help out with that when it's ready to come out you let us know we we will pimp your shit awesome fantastic and hey you know i will always return the favor for that so excellent <laughs> thanks man we we here at dbnd always appreciate that now mm. to begin our wrap up do you have any go-to nerd or fitness resources that help you fulfill your fit goals or your nerdy goals. All right, cool. So I, I was ready for this one. Um, I will say my favorite app is definitely uh, My Fitness Pal. From uh, I, I think Under Armour owns it now. It was originally its own independent thing, but it's a, it's a smartphone app. It's it's basically just a uh, it's I use it just as a calorie and nutrition calculator. They got more functions on there. Um, but it's just, it's super easy and super simple to log your food with it. They got a barcode scanner, so you can just scan the barcode of any food you're eating if it's prepackaged. Uh, they got a nice little recipe maker. They've got all kinds of stuff. And that's really, that's, that's part of why I've been able to stay on track during my cut for all of my food goals right now, because it just, it makes it super simple to track everything. Oh, that's excellent. I might actually have to pick that up because right now I just, you know, <coughs> don't, <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing is that if you're writing everything down like on a notepad or even like writing down in your phone or something like that, it takes so much time. You have to go and you have to look up all the individual ingredients on the uh, whatever you're eating if it's prepackaged or if you're making your recipes, you got to measure everything out and then you have to, you know, do all the math yourself, <clears throat> total it up and divide out the uh, servings and stuff. But my fitness pal makes it super super easy. Excellent, excellent. <clears throat> I will check that out and. Where can people connect with you? Mm. They can connect with me. I am all over the place. I'm probably spread a bit too far. Um, but uh, the easiest way is to email uh, beagamecharacter at gmail.com. And I always answer my emails. Sometimes it might take me a couple days because I work overnights and I've got a lot of people to email me sometimes. But I will always, always, always answer your personal email if you email me that email address. So, And I am happy to talk about absolutely anything doesn't matter if you want to email me and talk about the new puppy you just got i will nerd out about your puppy <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent and i bet someone out there with a puppy wants to nerd out about that oh i'm a total dog i love it yeah go for it seriously email me pictures of your puppy i will love it <laughs> excellent awesome and finally to cap things off what parting advice do you have for anyone and everyone out there listening to the dumbbells and dragons podcast <sighs> I would say probably the best advice I can offer is to learn something every single day. Something significant, spend 10 minutes on a particular subject you're interested, but learn something every single day. 
That's excellent. I think that's something that everyone can relate to and can actually achieve. I actually also heard a stat that said if you spend one hour every day um, reading in your chosen field, you will be a worldwide expert within seven years. There you go. So start today, dragons. (laughs) Best time to start was seven years ago. The next best time is today. (laughs) That's right. All right. Well, I guess this is goodbye. Dragons, hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to be listening. You can find us anywhere on social media. Facebook is at Dumbbells and Dragons. Everywhere else is at Dumbbells Dragon. Dan, thanks for being with us, man. We appreciate it. No problem. Glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. All right, everybody. Work out, nerd out.